Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Joel Frame, and once again, I am the Imperfect Dad. All right. All right. Well, welcome back. Thank you so much for coming back, listening to another episode of The Imperfect Dad. Um, I have really missed you guys. Uh, the every other week thing has been good, but I also find myself missing doing this a lot. So who knows? Maybe in the future, it'll go back to once a week. Maybe it'll be twice. Maybe it'll be once a day. Maybe it'll be once a meal. Every breakfast, lunch, dinner, new Imperfect Dad episode. And you got to listen to all of them because you guys are the loyal fans. So you promise? Okay. All right. I don't know if I'm going to do that for sure, but I might. Every breakfast, lunch, dinner, a new 30-minute episode. Just kidding. Anyways, welcome back. I love you guys. Um, Listen, I got to kick this one off. I have a problem. Um, I'm sure a lot of you guys are like, yeah, we know. Uh, But no, I mean, I have a real, I have a serious problem. And... um, Oh, gosh, it's been, I've struggled with it for a long time. It's been, um, I don't know, probably since I was in middle school. Actually, no, I can remember the first uh, the first time. But, um, yo, I have had a serious problem lately with uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. But not the peanut butter cups, the ones that come in the heart shape. Because we got them for Valentine's Day. And Tracy got like four bags because they were on sale. And I eat upwards of... I guess it's not that many. uh, Around 37 a day. So I don't really know what to do about it. They're in a big jar in the kitchen. It's a big decorative jar from my parents. And I love the jar. <clears throat> and I love the way it looks with Reese's in it. And so it's hard to stop doing it because I don't want to get it out of the kitchen. So be thinking about me for that. Um, it's been a struggle. Tracy's been coming home and saying, how many did you eat today? It's that bad. So anyways, um, but yeah, on the topic of food and delicious items, um, I, oh, real quick, I said I remember the first time I had a Reese's peanut butter cup. I was like six years old, seven years old. I smashed my neighbor's bird feeder with a baseball bat and I got in trouble for it. And my mom and dad made me go back over and apologize and when I did that, the um, the older gentleman who I apologized to took me down to the basement, and he had a bunch of cool stuff down there, a record player and all kinds of cool things. It's like his hangout area. And he opened up his desk drawer, and he gave me a Reese's peanut butter cup. And I'm sure I had one before that, but um, I don't remember it. That's the first one I remember having, and my life has been... Um, in shambles ever since. So, um, anyways, on the topic of delicious items and foods, uh, I told you guys a couple episodes ago that I was going to start giving some recipes occasionally. 
Now this recipe is going to be a bit loose, if you will. I don't have exact mesh, you know, measurements, um, measures, but I'm going to tell you guys a fun meal that we do that's super easy, it's really quick, and it's awesome on a busy day. It's sloppy joe, and it's homemade, none of this man witch crap. Um, we use a pound of ground beef. Actually, most of the time we have somebody else or another person or a couple people eating with us. So we'll do like two pounds. So, but if it's just for you and your family, do a pound, cook it up, brown it, get it how you like it, and drain the grease off. In another pan, uh, saute up a little bit, get them a little brown, some onions, and some green bell peppers. And then you're going to mix those two. And once you mix those two together in one of the frying pans, you put ketchup, mustard, a tiny splash of vinegar. Well, I say tiny. Some people might like a lot. Tiny splash of vinegar, brown sugar. I put dried uh, mustard ground in it. I put chili powder, um, cayenne powder, just a little bit because Tracy gets heartburn. And so do I lately. Probably because I eat 37 Reese's a day. Problem solved. Thank you guys for talking me through that one. Um, and uh, where was I? I've been doing curry powder in it. Yo. Curry powder in the Sloppy Joe? Next level, dude. And plus, you feel cultured eating Sloppy Joe, you know? I'm like, what is this? India? Maybe. Who knows? There's curry in Sloppy Joe's, so... It's a possibility. Um, anyways, yeah, I do that. I mix it all up, and I really just do it to taste. Okay, so the biggest items you're going to put in are the ketchup and the mustard um, and the brown sugar. Oh, yeah, and Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. 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 Um, is how you say it in French. I'm not sure how you say it in English. But uh, yeah, you mix all that stuff up and delicioso. It's so good. It's unbelievably good. We eat it all the time. And then you know what I can do? Or you know what I like to do? Um, I say I, I said that because I haven't done this yet. But what I was going to say, can I be honest? I was going to lie. And I was going to say, what I do is I toast the buns. I haven't ever done that for Sloppy Joe. I do that for burgers. I haven't done it for Sloppy Joe, so I was about to tell a lie, and I apologize. Um, but anyways, what I'm going to start doing, and what you can do too, is butter some some buns, put them on broil, 500, keep them in there a couple minutes, toast them up. Sloppy Joe on that, it's bananas. So you're welcome. You'll love it. Um, if you need any more specifics or if you need, you know, whatever, I don't know what else you would need. Uh, but if there's something else you need, contact me, hit me up the imperfect dad at dad, imperfect Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can email me at the imperfect dad podcast at gmail.com with any questions or concerns. Um, anyways, yeah, I wanted to touch really quick also, um, I don't talk a lot about this in this podcast because, you know, they intersect constantly, but the subject matter isn't exactly always in line with this. But 
outside of the imperfect dad in the evenings um a couple nights a week i run a nonprofit that i started called the battleground urban arts center and we're a 501c3 if you don't know what that means it means that um if you donate to it you can write it off on your taxes uh it means a bunch of other things too but for you that's what that means and um <clears throat> so anyways but we're a 501c3 and we use hip hop to engage, empower, and share the gospel with urban youth ages 13 to 20. It's incredible. And we have a ton of young guys. Um, we're trying to get more girls in there and we're revamping the dance stuff. We're hoping to be able to get more girls in there through that. But we have um, three production and recording studios, we have a uh, turntables DJ program. Uh, legal graffiti art program and a hip hop dance program, um, and the production and recording studios. That's our MCing program, songwriting, singing, and we uh, our kids come and they're able to receive free professional instruction in any and everything they want, and then they're able to create their own original art once they're proficient in their area of study. It's really pretty incredible, and if you live in the Nashville area. Hit me up. We'd love to have you come through and meet the kids and hear what they're doing. If you don't, um, you can follow us on Facebook if you look up the Battleground Urban Arts Center and you can hear some music and you can see some cool pictures. Try to update it. I haven't been doing it as much as I need to. Um, I'm try to pick that up. Uh, it's been pretty crazy around here. But anyways, we just kicked off at the Battleground our year-end goal 2018 fundraiser of $100,000. That's a lot of money. Uh, we're going to be able to do a lot of really great things with that, including but not limited to uh, closer case management with our kids and their families outside of the center hours. We'll be able to um, provide small contract payments for our volunteer teachers who are currently doing it for free and have been doing that for like two years now. Um, the program's two years old. And... Um, we also are going to be putting away for a college scholarship fund for our students and then also saving for a new space. So um, anyways, would love to have you guys hear more about it, find out more about it. You can go to the website, um, thebattlegroundnashville.com, or like I said, on Facebook, follow us, the Battleground Urban Arts Center. That's, the, that's where we post the most updated things there. Um, but if you would like to donate, um, we would love that. We would love to partner with you and have you um, become a partner with us and, and ser help serve um, through, you know, financial gift. If, if that's what you want to do or that's what you're able to do, we would love that. Um, if that's the case, if you go to grouprev.com forward slash the battleground, um, it might be the Battleground Nashville. I'll have to check it. But whatever I write, whatever you're seeing here, wherever it's written, somewhere here, that's the right place. Go there, and you can donate there. Um, we also have a, a video there, and you can see some of, the, some of the guys and things. But anyways, just think about it. Pray about it. If you would like to give, we would love that and um, would be very appreciative of that. So anyways... But just had to do that shameless little plug. Um, yeah, things have been crazy with um, getting ready for, you know, 
podcast stuff, trying to push that. If you hear a dog barking, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I'm really sorry. Um, it's our neighbor. He's a big, beautiful St. Bernard, but he's got a, he's got a loud bark and he's cute as heck and I love him. So it's all good. But if you hear him, I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, his name's Cujo too, by the way, shout out to Cujo and shout out to Heather. Um, anyways, but yeah, things have been nuts around here. The kids have been sick. And Georgia, our nine-month-old, had like 103.5 fever the day after we went for her nine-month checkup, of course. She got sick. She had been kind of fussy before then, um, but she got sick and had like 103.5 fever for about a day and a half, two days. We kept getting it down with ibuprofen. Finally, the fever broke. Um, we were just trying to let it ride out. By the, you know, with Nellie, we would have taken her in at the first sign of that. We would have taken her to an emergency urgent care. And uh, they would have been like, yeah, she's got a virus. And so we would have done it probably with Eddie too. But with Georgia, she's the third kid. Okay. So we were like, we're just going to tough this one out, see how this one plays out. She did a great job. She fought it out. I'm just kidding. We weren't like that. We We knew that she was okay, but... She had that little fever, so we were giving her the medicine. and um, But then she just, the fever broke, and she was good, but she just was not good. Her ears, she was messing with her ears, and so I eventually took her in, and she had a little ear infection that was starting. So got her on some medicine. She's doing a lot better now, back to herself. But Nellie, the last three days, she had 103.5 fever, and so weird how these viruses come through and they do like the exact same thing to people. It's so, that's always so weird to me. Um, anyways, also if you hear uh, faint music in the background, it's uh, Tracy's watching the Olympics and I'm going to get out there after I do this. I've been loving that. We've been watching the Olympics every night. Oh, it's the best watching it with the kids. So fun every night. Been looking forward to it. Go USA. Anyways. Um, but yeah, so Nellie has been sick, so she's been home. It's been crazy. It's been crazy, but Nellie's doing better. George is doing better. Hopefully Nellie will be able to go back to school tomorrow. Hopefully. I love her so much. It's just, it's a lot with every single day to have all three of them, especially when they're sick. So anyways, it's just a lot. But I love having her. If I had a choice, I'd have her here. But tomorrow I'd. It'd be nice if she went to school. Anyways, but um, Eddie, our four-year-old, uh, today was just kind of one of the, it was just everything was hitting the fan. All the poopy doop was hitting the fan. And Eddie grabbed, um, or I'm sorry, Georgia, our baby, she pulls up on everything and walks around everywhere, and she grabbed Eddie's milk cup off of the table in front of the TV and dumped it all over the floor. And she, this was the second time she had done this. This was this spill was much larger than the first. And so, as I kept my cool, I, you know, I wasn't mad with Georgia. I was actually Nellie and because Nellie said Georgia, and I said no, not Georgia. You guys, you know, don't put the cup right next to it because she grabs whatever. It's a lot to expect from them. Remember, I forget stuff too. So, anyways, but I was just heated. So I go in the kitchen. I get paper towels. I come back in. Eddie's standing there going, Fiffy, look, Fiffy. Eddie's our four-year-old. And she says, it looks like a dinosaur. And it looks like a dinosaur. And, and I, 
And she said, Dad, it looks like a dinosaur. And I said, yeah, it does. And then I started wiping it, and she lost her mind. Dude, she lost her mind because I was wiping up a milk puddle that was in the shape of a dinosaur, loosely in the shape of a dinosaur. I saw the dinosaur. It it vaguely looked like a dinosaur. And if anything, it was more like a Godzilla shape, you know, where it was like no dinosaur had this body type, Eddie. Okay. But it was a, this loosely shaped, this dinosaur-shaped milk puddle was setting my four-year-old into a frenzy. And it was just one of those moments where I had to just kind of laugh and say, this is ridiculous. Life is ridiculous in moments, and this is one of those moments, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. But anyways, kids are getting better, and um, I'm glad, but... It's been a it's been a a good couple of weeks. Uh, Valentine's Day was good. Um, we had a rough a rough day, a uh, rough couple of days. A couple of weeks back, um, my in laws were in, and their dog Lucky was here with them, and she um, she's been with us for ten years. She was eleven, I believe, but she'd been with us for ten years. My father in law adopted her. Um, uh, a couple of weeks after Trace and I got married, and just the sweetest dog ever. We loved her to death, and um, she was here, and uh, we literally did just that. We loved her till the very end. We loved her to death, and she passed away. Um, she was sick for she had been sick for a couple of weeks, and she was here, um, and it just kind of all came to a head here. She got to where she just didn't want to move, and. Um, there was some internal bleeding and, um, you know, and so we had to put her down and it was really, really, really tough day and really tough for my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, all of us, but especially them. And if you've lost a dog, um, you know how that is. And it's, it's tough. They're, they're a part of the family, you know, as much as I can't stand all these, you know, Peter freak, you know, people who freak out over Animal stuff go a little over the top. I love animals like crazy as much as the next guy. Um, but, you know, there's just something special about dogs and uh, those pets that you bring in. They just become a part of the family, and they're just kind of a staple, and so it's tough when they're gone. But it was a really special day. It was really weird. It was a really special day for Nelly. Because she got to experience this very raw, very real, I, I want to say moment, but it was many moments of the realest emotion that she could have seen. And um, Eddie was there too, but she, Eddie was just kind of more just happy-go-lucky, not really like paying attention. She felt bad people were crying, but that was about it. But Nellie was like really sitting back and observing and asking a lot of questions. She didn't cry. She didn't cry at all that day. Um, she just really observed and watched. That's what she does. And she's a processor. She processes for a while, days sometimes. This is one of those cases. But 
she was asking a ton of questions and um it was great it was great to just i hate i hate saying it was great but you know what i mean it it was just it, it was cool to be able to talk through some really heavy things that would otherwise be weird to talk about if you were to just bring it up hey now let's talk about death you know it's a bit macabre to just bring that up out of nowhere but when something happens and you're able to say hey this is what happens bud you know and um it was a beautiful moment too to just be able to continue to share the gospel with her as well and um for her to get just a quick glimpse just a quick look at how fragile life is and how quickly it can go. And I don't think she was really making those connections, but it's still, you know, I just think it's great for her maturity to be able to see that. Now she um, was not in there when they put her down. We, we all were, but the kids were not, they stayed out with Nana um, in the lobby. So she didn't see that, but she did. We took it out to our new land and, um, or I'm, Sorry, we took Lucky out to our new land, and um, we buried her out there on the new property in a beautiful spot under some beautiful trees. And um, it was the kind of the the box that they put her in was this like white cardboard box, and um, it's got real heavy duty. And so we we took it and we put it in, and um, Bob. Uh, my father-in-law pulled out a pen and said, hey, you want to do some artwork on the box? And I said, uh, let's give it to Nelly. And he said, good idea. So I said, Nelly, you want to write something on it? And dude, it was like one of the most beautiful things ever because she just stepped right down. And, it, and this feels weird. It sounds weird talking like this because it sounds so dark and twisted, but I promise it was really sweet time but nelly stepped down into the grave and beside the box and she kneeled over i'm i might i have pictures of it it's really beautiful i might put one up i don't know but um she wrote on it and she wrote gosh i'm not gonna be it's on it's on my phone which i'm filming this on but she said um we love we love you so much lucky um you were a great pet. Uh, we'll miss you. So, something. It was. It was the most beautiful little couple sentences that she could have written, and um, and it was so funny because she spelled lucky L U C Y, and we were just. She came out, and we didn't say anything, of course. And she came out, and we were looking at it. Nobody was saying anything. We were just kind of standing there looking. And I had my hand on her, and. It was about two minutes. She goes, Hey, um, does that say Lucy? And I said, Uh, see, yeah, 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 but it's all good. We know what you mean, and God knows what you mean, and Lucky knows. She's like, We're okay. <laughs> but I just thought that was so funny. <coughs> Excuse me. I thought that was such a funny little thing. Does that say Lucy? <laughs> oh, man. Kids. 
are the absolute best. Um, but anyways, yeah. So, and then a couple of days ago, we had a friend in, and um, we were. I said I was. I can be a bit hyperbolic at times. Okay, if you don't know that by now, I'm sure you do. But if you don't, I'm a bit hyperbolic. I'm a bit um, exaggerative. Is that a word? I love to exaggerate. I love to blow things out of proportion for comic relief. Like I didn't eat, I don't eat 37 Reese's a day. I eat like 36. But um, anyways, I said something and I said, dude, I was in a coma. Oh, we were talking about last time this friend was here, I had a sinus infection the whole time he was here. And we were talking about that while we were eating dinner. We were laughing. And I was like, dude, I remember that. I felt so bad. I was in a coma, dude. Right? And Nelly goes, what's a coma? And and I said, huh? She said, what's a coma? So I began to explain as Tracy and our buddy Jordan just kind of stared at me like, how's he going to talk his way out of this one? And I, you know, I thought, I'm going to just face this one head on. And I said, honey, a coma is when somebody is um, kind of like they're sleeping, but you can't wake them up. And it's close to death. It's close to being dead. And sometimes people are on machines, and she's just looking at me like getting more concerned. But I said, sometimes people are hooked machines and and you know they're in a coma and the family sometimes has to choose whether to let the person you know just go go ahead and and pass on and die and uh it was one of those things where tracy drew were like let's wrap this up um I, i i think it was i i just got i got nervous and I just started explaining very realistically what it was. It didn't seem to affect her. She just kind of was like, oh. I said some other things I don't remember, but um, they were all probably pretty potentially damaging. But um, she seems pretty good. So we haven't had any more coma conversations. It just made me start to think about how much I appreciate honesty in the family in regard to just being honest about everything, death, comas, uh, you know, once they're at an appropriate age, sex, talking about that openly, uh, you know, just everything. Whatever is real in life, I think we have an obligation as parents to be as real as we can with our kids when we're talking about those things. Because in in my mind, I want to give them every possible answer that I can, that I have, so that they don't go out looking for answers, right? Certain areas, I want them going out looking for answers, you know? Certain areas in life, you know, how they feel about certain issues and topics and things, and I want them going out and experiencing. But to think the hard truths and the dangerous pitfalls in life, I'm going to be very honest about those things in life. 
about about those things with our girls. I think that's really important. And um, I think the more closed off a family is on a subject, the more those kids are going to struggle with that subject. Um, so if you know a family doesn't ever talk about sex and they're really crude with it and they they're very just everything's off it's very it becomes very taboo it becomes very mysterious and all of a sudden this this rebellion wants to well i'm gonna i'm gonna go out and find out what all this is as opposed to yeah okay what ask me anything i'll tell you what yeah what is that this is what that is you want me to draw your picture you know just being honest and and you know I think it's a I think it's a special thing, and I actually I really enjoy having those tough conversations. I enjoy that. I enjoy watching my girls. I enjoy watching their gears turn and trying to make sense of those things. And you can almost hear the little synapses in their brains, the little new little synapses, just just sparking and watching those little connections made. It's a beautiful thing. It's cool, and so it kind of helped with that. It kind of helped us get through the lucky. You know, passing of lucky, it's still tough, but one of the things that helped with it was talking Nellie through it, answering her questions, and uh, really helped us process it. So my encouragement, be honest with your kids. Don't shy away from subjects and topics just because it's weird or awkward. Answer them, because they're going to go find the answer somewhere else if you don't give it to them. So... Be honest with your kids. I'm going to try and be honest with mine. Maybe a little less detail. Maybe a little less. Your family can choose to have you die. Maybe a little less of that from a six-year-old. But other than that, um, I think I'm doing an okay job on the honesty thing. We're going to keep it rolling. Guys, listen. What a fun. This was a fun episode. I love it. I love you guys. I love life. I love seeing you all. I love our new followers, new friends. If you don't already, follow the Imperfect Dad, will ya? On Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Dad Imperfect, or type in the Imperfect Dad. Follow it. I put pictures up. I haven't lately. Sorry, guys. I've been slacking. Slacking. I haven't. I haven't been slacking. I've been letting certain areas fall because other areas have been taking crazy time. It's no excuse. I owe it to you all to be putting really dope pictures up with really cool little phrases because I like doing it, and you guys share them, and I appreciate that. I love y'all. The imperfect dad, imperfect moms, imperfect grandmas, grandpas, aunts, uncles out there. I love you guys. Stay strong. Let's carry on. Do the thing. Peace.